Hey there, and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I am your host, Jess Sato, and welcome to 2024. It feels like all of last year flew by. It feels like the holidays flew by. And as I step into this new year, and I hope as you are stepping into this new year, you are feeling refreshed. Hopefully you got to take a little bit of time for yourself over the holiday season, whether that was just downtime away from work or travel or what have you. I hope that you are stepping into this new year feeling hopeful and positive and like the world is truly your oyster. I had the joy of taking two weeks off And I got to tell you, it was pretty freaking magical. The longer I have been in business and the more often I give myself longer breaks, the more I realize just how valuable it is to create and hold and maintain that space for more margin in my day-to-day. And... If you haven't already given yourself just a touch of space to really start to think about what this year will look like, I really encourage you to take even a couple of hours away from your normal surroundings, go to a coffee shop, go to a hotel, whatever it might be, go where you are, your most creative, and just give yourself the space to to be. I spent a part of my holiday traveling with the family and being outdoors in nature, embracing the snow and the sunshine, hiking, snowshoeing, all of that is part of what I love to do to rejuvenate. <laughs> rejuvenate. And especially after getting through the holidays themselves, but also the week leading up to that. My daughter was in the Nutcracker. Sugar Plum Fairies were dancing in my head. It was good to have that that white space. So I really encourage you to think about how are you stepping into 2024 and what energy are you bringing already and, and how is that going to serve you over time? And One of the things I did actually back at the end of November, beginning of December, is spent some time away. Again, you can see a theme here. I really love being away when I'm really trying to be creative and to think strategically about my business. I took some time to plot out like what are my 2024 goals? And in many ways, they're very similar to what I did in 2023 where I was focused very much on continuing to nurture and create a space for thought leaders, visionaries, change makers, entrepreneurs with a social purpose, really giving them a platform for gathering in community, for leveraging and utilizing their voices and to build their businesses around those impact strategies that they have. And so I'm really continuing to double down on what that looks like in my own business. And it was also a time for me to really start to think about how can I reverse engineer those goals, particularly revenue goals, into something that I can then work through month after month. And here's what I realized, and you probably saw a post that I did about this earlier in December, but 
one of the keys that I'm realizing and I'm, I'm actually starting to embrace is this concept of really doing less, feeling like we don't have to be in the grind. I've been talking about that for a while. I have been engaging in system work and thought work around how to feel like I'm productive and confident and delivering what I say I'm going to do. I'm going to actually achieve my goals without being in that constant hustle and grind. And that really comes when you know what you're trying to do and you have a plan that helps you get there. So for me, you know, part of that conversation at this retreat was looking at my numbers, specifically revenue, what I'm going to pay myself, what do I need for expenses, profit, taxes, etc. And how many people does it actually take? And here's what I want you to hear. Unless you are running a business that is operating at scale, meaning you are serving the masses, you do not need to be getting yourself in front of thousands of people at a time. The reality is most of us are running boutique level, high touch potential businesses. And those don't require lots and lots of clients. In fact, I would venture to guess, just like I cannot possibly serve hundreds of clients a year, likely neither can you. And so I hope that gives you a sense of reassurance that you don't actually have to be grinding out and doing all the things because you need big numbers. Be intentional about your connections, be intentional about your visibility efforts, and that's gonna be a total game changer. The other thing I want to encourage you to think about is what are your sales and marketing goals and what are the activities that you need to do in order to hit those goals? So again, that comes back to who do you need to get in front of? How are you going to continue to build and nurture the relationships that you have with those clients? What are you inviting them to from a sales perspective? And probably most importantly, how are you really treating those new clients and your existing clients with real care, giving them a truly awesome customer experience. And the piece I wanna spend a, a little bit of time talking about today in more detail is around visibility. And last year you saw me go all in around TEDx, and that's because I genuinely believe that everyone has a big idea inside them. I genuinely believe that when we are bold and courageous and willing to put our big idea out into the world, it creates a differentiation between you and potential competitors. It allows the right people to come to you. All of those things are super, super important. So for me, I really had to do a little digging to figure out what are my own visibility goals? What is my own big idea? And this is something I've been noodling on for a while. I have a lot of big ideas about women and entrepreneurship, particularly around helping close the gender equity gap. And so one of the things I'm committing to this year is to be bolder and more visible around this message. Entrepreneurship and thought leadership, social impact work, those are critical pieces to my strategy. And so I am going to be looking at new ways of talking about those things in new places and spaces. And, and honestly, I'm actually really, really excited to get this thought leadership out there and into the world. And I encourage you to think about what does this look like for you? What is your big idea? What is your big, bold message? 
How are you out there trying to make the world a better place? The reality is your thought leadership, your big idea, the things that you really stand behind, that is your competitive advantage. Like I said, it becomes a magnet that really helps the right people come to you, stay with you, support you, work with you, and it repels those people who are not the right fit. And that's a really, really beautiful thing. You've heard me talk a lot in the past about the three layers of messaging. And I feel like this is a big piece that we can all continue to refine as the year goes on. But I really encourage you to think about what is your most foundational messaging? Meaning, who are you? What do you do? Who do you serve? You know, often this is that 60 second intro that you do at a networking event, right? But this is the layer of messaging that gives your audience an idea of what you offer and why they should care. But on its own, it's not enough. That's where your layer two messaging comes in. This is where that thought leadership piece, the impact work that you're trying to do, this is where the magic happens. And I honestly feel like most business owners and thought leaders are not saying enough about this in their own businesses. So this is where your impact messaging starts to set you apart from others in your industry. And like I said, I think this is probably the most powerful part of your messaging strategy. It really delves into why, why you do what you do, what your mission is, and the value that you bring to your clients and customers. And this layer is, to me, it's really all about the story behind your business and the transformation that you hope that your work brings to the world. It's what allows you to connect with your audience on a deeper level. So this might look like making sure that you have your values aligned and that those are starting to shine through. This is also where you can really start to take a stand and have a point of view. And I know in this very cancel-y culture, in this sort of scary space where it's uncomfortable to put your thoughts out into the world, where we fear you know, what people might think, I can tell you that when you have a point of view, that's where you start to set yourself apart. That's where you really start to shine. And it's also the part that makes stepping onto a TEDx stage, for example, or a stage of your own making, whatever that looks like for your business, where that thought leadership really starts to shine through. So really think about what are those three layers of messaging. And the question I ask every one of my TEDx clients is, what is not being said that should be said? And I'm not talking about this from a politics perspective. I'm not talking about this in a way that is meant to be divisive and ugly or politically incorrect. It's not an invitation to you know, discrimination or any of those things. This is really you being a thought leader, having an opinion about what's happening in your industry, about what's happening in the online marketplace, in the, in the communities that you work and serve. Having a point of view 
is critically important because again, it comes back to that differentiation. So really start to think about what's not being said. And that really starts with you looking at what is being said, right? Part of being a thought leader is really understanding what's going on in the world around you. The other piece I'll talk about, and I mentioned this around visibility, but where do you need to show up? Where does your voice need to be heard? And who can you partner with to help amplify their voice, especially when you're in a collaboration? So I've talked many, many times on this podcast about my personal passion around menstrual equity. And my goal is to continually elevate voices of other organizations who are speaking out about this issue alongside my own work. I'm partnering with other TEDx speakers and speaker coaches who have big points of view, who need, in some cases, platforms, and I can help provide that. So where do you need to show up, whether that's from a collaboration perspective, from your own thought leadership perspective, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's you being a guest on someone's podcast. Maybe if you don't prefer audio and speaking, it's a blog or articles or submitting to publications where you know the people that you are trying to support or where your thought leadership is needed getting those ideas out there. For some of you, maybe it's actual stages. Maybe it is a keynote for organizations that are supporting your potential clients. Maybe, and this is true for many of my clients, maybe it's a TEDx stage because your big idea is worth sharing and you know that it has the potential and the power to change people's lives. That's the beauty of bringing your thought leadership to the forefront and having the courage and the boldness and the deep clarity to share it. And here's what I can promise you, that when you are clear on your big idea, when you are boldly sharing it, when you know how it fits into your larger business strategy, things start to ease up. I don't know about you, but 2023 was a very challenging year. It was challenging personally. It was challenging professionally. And one of the things I wanted desperately, particularly in the summer months, was more ease. And it just felt like nothing was giving me what I needed. And I couldn't quite make it happen. No amount of grind, of you know, friction, any of that was working. And I took some time off when I was with my son in Korea. And that's when I came back with new perspective, where I started to embrace my own thought leadership, where I took a hard look at what I was doing in my business and got rid of things I didn't love doing change the way I was doing things, how I was serving clients, what those offers are that I know best meet my clients' needs and making sure that those were in alignment with how I wanted to be showing up. And here's what I can tell you. When you take the time to fit those pieces together, it's magical. I'm not talking about unicorn magic here. It just feels different and better. And it allows you to 
look at your business with fresh new eyes and feel really freaking awesome about it. So to me, that's what 2024 is really all about. It is about sustainable growth. It is about big use of my voice. And it's about creating intentional impact, really looking at what is going on in the world around me, what am I passionate about? Where can my time, energy, talent be used the most effectively and leaning into that in a big, bold way. And every year for the last, I don't even know, probably five or six years, I've picked a word. In 2023, my my word was metamorphosis. And I really do feel like who I was at the beginning of the year was very different who, than who I was at the end of the year in really all the best ways. As my friend Wendy said, when it's yucky and gross, that means you're in the goo. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I just encourage you to get on Google and look at the metamorphosis process that a butterfly goes through. There's a complete breakdown of who, of what that caterpillar was in order to turn into a beautiful butterfly. And, and now that I feel differently and more positively about my own business, about the path forward, about the impact I'm making. My 2024 word of the year is flourish. I just want to continue to flourish and thrive. And so here's my questions for you. What is this year going to look like? What do you want from this year? What do you hope to accomplish from, you know, personal perspective, What do you hope to accomplish from a business growth perspective? And what do you hope to do in the world? What is the impact that you are actually trying to make? And I guess just like me, I'm curious, what is your word for 2024? So if you are on Instagram, I would love it if you would come and share your word with me. You can send me a DM. You can comment on the post around this podcast episode. Or if you are on LinkedIn, you can find me over there. But I would love to know, what is 2024 going to look like? What are some of your hopes for what this year will bring? And what is your word if you have one for 2024? So with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. If you are loving this podcast, I would absolutely welcome you to rate and review it. It would totally make my day. And with that, I will leave you. Be bold, be courageous, and go make an impact. 2024, let's go, baby.